Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Who is Ray Epps? Who is Ray Epps? Why should he matter to you? How is Ray Epps and that story connected to Merrick Garland? How is Merrick Garland the guy who should not be the one investigating 1-6? And because of Merrick Garland being our new attorney general, well, what does it say about Ray Epps? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to. And it's part of my podcast this uh, this weekend. comes out tomorrow. It's already available uh, as of last night on Blaze TV for Blaze subscribers. But I talked to the, uh, the guy who started Revolver News about a story that the press will not touch. And no one will answer the question, who is Ray Epps? We're going to talk about that. Also, the humorless left with the Babylon Bee's editor-in-chief. Uh, Kyle Mann is joining us and a first-time listener who says they disagree with me. Can't wait to talk to them. Oh, and somebody who wishes to remain nameless on the phone for OSHA. We'll get their perspective as well. All coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about RecTech. Uh, I know there are people who are real goal getters and they're like, oh, I'm going to make the greatest steak and they're going to, you know, stand there by the grill the whole time. I'm not going to because it's been fires of hell hot in uh, Dallas. And yesterday it was freezing in Dallas. We don't get that nice little <laughs> transition. Have you noticed that, Stu? Kind of piss you off a little bit. We had about five days that were perfect. And then it's over. One windstorm comes in and it's like it's <laughs> yeah. over. From 150 degrees to 12 degrees yeah. in, in a week. <laughs> in a week. Yeah. It really is. Uh, anyway, so I'm not one that's going to be standing outside. I I want uh, to be able to cook my food, cook it right, and do as little as possible. Right now, Rectech is running their Black Friday sale early, which means you could save up to $415 if you order today at Rectech.com. This is an unbelievable grill with smart grill technology. It grills, it smokes, it even bakes. There's nothing like it on the market. I promise you, there's nothing like it on the market. I have, I've gone out and I've AB compared. I've had the Rectech now for about two years. We were out buying a, a stove for the house, which is, by the way, going to be done in two weeks. Um, <laughs> still not done. Uh, we were out buying a stove, and they sold you know these really high end uh, you know uh, patio barbecues. I went over with my wife, and I went, "Look at this! Look at the price of this compared to the price of Rectech, and Rectech is far superior." Rectech.com, great for the holidays. R e c t e q dot com. Rectech.com. Kyle Mann is with us. He is the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee. He is also one of the authors of Babylon Bee's Guide to Wokeness, which is fantastic. You can learn all kinds of things, like how and why you should burn cities down to the ground. Kyle, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. First of all, Kyle, thank you and your staff for what you guys are doing. Uh, I mean... Uh, you are amazing and you're amazingly funny every single day. I love your work and you give us hope that, uh, the, you know, we can still have a sense of humor and, and get through it. And there are still people that are willing to fight the fight. God bless you. 
Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's it, it is such a humorless culture, isn't it? And it is and to be able to do to be able to do things from the right, you know, that hopefully make people on both sides of the aisle laugh is just you know we think it's so important. So, Kyle, when you started Babylon B, um, and you, you know, through this whole this whole, how long have you been doing it? Ten years. <laughs> it feels like that, but and everybody always says, you know, I feel like the Babylon Bee's been around forever, but we launched in March of 2016, so just oh my five, gosh. Years ago, five and a half years ago, yeah. <laughs> That's not even possible. I thought you guys had been around a lot longer than that. So you guys started in 2016 when it was humorless and still is getting worse. Can can did you yeah. know the kind of feedback or the kind of pushback that you would get? No, not at all. I mean, literally, the Babylon Bee launched right in the middle of the 2016 election. I think it was just before Trump was confirmed as the uh, as the nominee for the Republicans. And so the left was just beginning to start their slow descent into madness. And uh, we on the right didn't really know what to think of Trump, you know, and it was just this it was kind of this lightning rod for that cultural moment. And uh, conservatives and Christians, I think, really latched on to the way that we were able to kind of cut through all that noise using uh, using humor and satire and sarcasm and all that. I mean, you are going down with, you know, I think mad magazine the onion was great for a long time uh i don't even know if they're still in business um and uh and now you guys have taken that crown and literally you're you're doing stuff that in the very best days of saturday night live they would have done uh and uh and it's it's just remarkable because i know you don't have a a large team no, not at all. I mean, the first few years of the Babylon Bee's life, like you said, people thought it was around forever. And it was just two of us in our garages really uh, kicking headlines around, throwing things up, figuring out how to use Photoshop, all of that stuff. And uh, we still have a, a fairly small team of writers. I think we have five or six uh, occasional contributors and regular staff writers that send in headlines. So it, it is a very small team and it's, you know, shoot from the hip. And we, we come up with stuff kind of uh, right in the moment. So that's that super timely satire where we're satirizing stuff that happens that very day. So usually um, conservatives, they tend not to be funny. Uh, they Correct. tend they tend not to be the creatives. They're the people behind the scenes making it work and making sure that everybody gets a big paycheck. Um, but they're not usually the artists involved. How difficult has it been to find the people to that are really, truly funny that can write? Well, I think I think there's a few things going on there. I, I think conservatives have um, have typically been bad at comedy and art because we tend to put the message first. We we see everything as being having to be efficient and have a point. You know, so when we make a movie or a, or a comedy or a joke, it's like we're trying to get our message across rather than just trying to be funny or just trying to make something good. Mm-hmm. And the left has kind of had a stranglehold on that. But but in recent years, it seems like there's been a shift, right? Because the left is starting to get so self-serious and, and their politics have become such this super zealous religion Um that they're starting to be able to be the ones who can't take a joke a lot of the time. I also think that, you know, it's a little bit of a misconception. There's a ton of bad comedy on the left, just as there's a ton of bad comedy on the right. 
It's just that it never really gets hung around their neck as bad liberal comedy. Or, right. you know, we hear a bad liberal joke and we just think, oh, that's a bad joke. You hear a bad conservative joke and you go, oh, all conservatives are not funny. Right. So th- there's a little bit of that going right. on. The too. conservatives kind of have the same reputation as Saturday Night Live has now. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're just not funny. Um, do you know the name Kurt Garron? No. Kurt Garron was a uh, comedic actor uh, back in the 1930s. He was a huge, huge star. Um, and uh, he made fun of the dictators uh, of his time. And he relentlessly mocked um, uh, Adolf Hitler. He escaped Germany, thought he was fine. In the end, Hitler had him killed in, in a horror, horrific way. Have you ever thought that you're pissing off the wrong people? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we make fun of the left, so we're definitely making fun of the fascists, you know, so I'm sure, uh, yeah, hopefully a fate like that doesn't, doesn't await. (laughs) (laughs) It's all fun and games until Hitler comes for you. (laughs) Uh, All right, uh, Kyle, thank you so much. The book uh, came out this week, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, just came out a few days ago, the yeah. Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. A lot of fun to put together. We just explain wokeness with these crazy stick figures beating each other up and I love it. all kinds of illustrations. The perfect bathroom reader or coffee table book. Yeah, it is It is really good. And uh, you can pick it up, open it anywhere, and, and laugh on every page. Uh, it's the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. You can get it now. Editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee, Kyle Mann. Thanks for everything you do, Kyle. Thanks so much. You bet. God bless. Uh, all right. All right. When we come back, there's a couple of people that are on the phone that I want to talk to. Uh, one of them is a first time listener who disagrees with what I have said about, uh, the OSHA regulations and, uh, the vaccine mandate. Can't wait to talk to her first time listener in Pennsylvania. And, uh, and then Joe, who, uh, who is, I didn't just out him, right? That's a fake name. Okay. Joe, who is a, uh, Wants his name to be, uh, <laughs> I just freaked out there for a second, uh, who is working for OSHA and uh, wants to share something. I don't know what, um, but he doesn't want his name out. And that's why we don't call him Ron, uh, because that's his real oh, name. No. That's what, you just oh, said no, his real just name. did it again. Oh, oh, my God. All right, we'll do that here in just a second. First, American Financing, NMLS, 182334, As if that doesn't say it all. You know, I guess I'll tag that important message with uh, American financing. We heard uh, from a listener named Steve recently. He wrote in talking about his experience with American financing, who helped him refinance his condo, and he saved a lot of money. He said the weekly updates, Glenn, were a pleasant surprise. The fact they actually listened to me and then made sound honest recommendations was also greatly appreciated. Steve, uh, I'll tell you, I've learned that firsthand. Uh, a lot of people are just trying to jam stuff down people's throats and they're not really listening to you. That's not what these guys do. They work for you and not the bank. They're all salaried. So they're not getting bonus for selling a certain you know product or instrument from a bank. For over 20 years, American Finance has been helping people just like you, and they've been standing by to walk you through your finances to see what's available to you. And maybe it's a mortgage refi at a lower rate or a consolidation loan that can help you get rid of all those high interest payments. They can help you any way they will, and you'll be glad you called. Ten minutes today. 
Mark this down. Do it right now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, uh, let me go to Joe, who says he works for OSHA. Hello, Joe. Hey, how's it going, Glenn? Good. How are you? Uh, not doing too bad, uh-huh. all things considered. Yeah. So now you work for OSHA, and you have not received the vaccine. That is correct, and I will not. There's, there's no reason for it. I mean, keep yourself in reasonable health take supplements, you know, work out and whatnot. And if it hits me, it hits me. It's just like the flu as far as I'm concerned. All right. And so working for OSHA, you're going to have to be part of the people that are policing everybody to make sure they get the vaccines. That is correct. And, uh, well, I can tell you with quite a bit of a surety that uh, individuals in my office are not happy about that. And neither am I. I don't feel it's our position to be doing it but like i said you know i'm i'm relatively new with osha i can't i was hired uh before the man uh just before the mandate and then after hearing about the mandate i was like wow i did not sign up for this so when you say that others you know aren't with this does that mean they're going to go around and enforce it or are they going to stand up and say no i'm not doing this I couldn't tell you. I'm uh, the last person who has held out on not vaccinating the others, you know. All day. They, you know, it, they was forced on. Yeah, it's forced on to them. They have, they have families and whatnot, and I understand. And But mm-hmm. me, I, I don't play that game. I don't, yeah. I don't give in to that kind of dictatorship ruling and right. telling individuals how they have to believe. I, I don't even think they're even looking at the ex- exemptions. You know, I'm not even going to play the exemption game. I don't want to, and I will not. It's just how it's going. Good for you, uh, Joe. Appreciate it. And, and you know, for those who want to get the vaccine, I'm all for the vaccine. But it's your choice. What you put in your body is your choice. Uh, and we cannot have second-class citizens in this country. Let me go to Gwen in Pennsylvania. Hello, Gwen. Hello there. Hi, you're a first-time listener. Yes. Okay. Not always a good thing to call in on the first day, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I I'm glad you did. So, first of all, why are you a first time listener? How did you find us today? Because I subscribe to Sirius Radio and I have other shows that I listen to. Okay. On- and it happened to be left on when <laughs> I got in the car this morning and started. Okay. And there you were. Okay. All right. Good. I love that. It's an accidental meeting. Yes, but I, I know of you, of course, okay. from television and whatnot. All right. So. It's a meet cute. That's all right. Mm-hmm. That's all right. This is your meet cute story. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Well, as I've been, uh, I haven't listened intensely to uh, your previous callers because after Sean. I uh, I was beside myself, and now after hearing this Joe, I'm really ready to explode. But <laughs> my husband always says you can't rationalize with irrational people, but 
if I can reach just one listener and make a difference, then perhaps it'll be worth it. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I think the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate hearing that, but I, I just, um, I think there's a big piece missing here. And that is aside from the majority making this a political issue when it's really a health crisis issue and we will not have jobs or businesses if we don't have human beings alive. But uh, aside from that is the population that doesn't have a choice and people keep forgetting this are the immunocompromised people Mm -hmm. and they don't have a choice Mm -hmm. and people are losing sight of the fact that, Yes, they may not want to get vaccinated or they think they've already had COVID and so they have the antibodies. However, they only last for a certain amount of time. And that's an interesting that that's an I don't mean to interrupt because I I shouldn't go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It affects other human beings who are immunocompromised because of how contagious it is. And we don't have smallpox now for a reason. We don't have um, polio for a reason, and how is this different? I mean, there's vaccines that are given when infants are born, Mm -hmm. when kids have need, when they go to school. Um, We have laws to wear seatbelts to protect ourselves. How is this different? And the companies, um, I'm still on the fence. I I don't, uh, I haven't been uh, knowledgeable enough about uh, all this with the um, businesses and mandates and whatnot, but it, there's a need now, even though perhaps the government said otherwise uh, previous, because the data keeps changing and there's mm-hmm. more and more people that are still not getting vaccinated mm-hmm. and companies are going to have to pay medical. If there's health insurance that companies offer, they're going to be paying out of the wazoozy for their employees. <laughs> if they're out with COVID mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, it's a numbers game and people don't seem to be looking at the numbers of how many human beings um, have already been uh, killed by uh, COVID and how many are populated, I'm I'm sorry, vaccinated versus not. And it's just going to be this vicious cycle with this virus going around and and mutations and whatnot because of people not making this a political thing and not willing to mask up for how how long i mean this could have been resolved a long time ago if people had just um done what they needed to do and and um you know to keep this uh virus from spreading the way it is there's a lot to go to. There's here. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to hold you over on the break because I'd like to answer some of these questions uh, uh, for you or or m- m- maybe just ask you some questions. Um, you said if they just would have done what they were supposed to do, what was it that they were supposed to do that would have would have stopped this? So we, we would have been done with this. Mask, mask up. Is that your husband uh, behind you or? And that. <laughs> It's your boyfriend who who's behind i just want to know who's whispering in your ear here it's here it's let's oh my god numbers hello glenn hi who's this 
Uh, my name is Randy. Hi, Randy. <laughs> Randy, you got called out. Yeah. On National Does Radio. Gwen's husband know, Randy, that you're there? <laughs> just <laughs> Okay. I just want to know, so are you just a friend? Or are you, who are you? Anonymous. Oh, I, what, she wants me to be anonymous. An, anonymous. You You're just anonymous. gave your name on national radio. That's okay. the worst <laughs> attempt at anonymous. <laughs> yeah, if you know heard. a Gwen and a Randy. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Okay. okay. Uh, We're going to have to take this on the other side. We don't have yeah, time to, I know. to address all this here. Uh, I, I, one question here before we go to break, though. Gwen, what is your impression as to what percentage of adults are vaccinated in this country? Like, what, what, what percentage do you think that is? I think that's probably 60%. 60. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and answer all of your questions uh, if, if we can and, uh, and see if we can leave friends. Uh, I think so. They seem very nice. They do. I mean, uh, especially Randy. Th- I mean, we Gwen don't know his is name. sweet. We, we don't know sweet. his name. We don't know Randy's name. Okay. He's anonymous. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. But anonymous there seems very seems nice. Very too. nice too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about Autumn, who uh, just wrote in. Uh, She said, I have to tell you, Glenn, I can't thank you enough for the Tuttle Twins books. I read them to my six kids every day as part of our homeschooling routine. When we finish them all, we start right all over back again. Our reading leads to relevant discussions of current events and understandings of government and the law at a much deeper level. Listen, waking America up from its slumber and reminding ourselves of who we are and the principles that we are supposed to uphold and defend, really, really important. Tuttle Twins are having a great sale now. These are great books that take all of the real classics, Road to Serfdom even, uh, and make it easy for... I was going to say kids, but also people like me to really understand them. They're great for the parents, great for the grandparents, but also really aimed at the kids. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 35% discount, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks for free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Get these books. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Well, coming up in just a moment, the exciting conclusion of our call with Gwen and the anonymous Randy right here on the Glenbeck program. We are with uh, Gwen from Pennsylvania, a first time listener. May end up being her last time listener. I don't, I hope not, but uh, <laughs> she has disagreed with me. She's with Randy, who shall not be named uh, because he's anonymous. They won't tell us where they work, obviously, but they work together. Uh, and we don't know what kind of, we have sketchy details, honestly, about right. their relationship. We don't need to know. We don't, need, not, to, we don't need to know. We're that not here thing. to mm-hmm. delve into that. <laughs> They have their private uh, lives, and that's the, that's their and they business. sound like consenting adults, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, thank you very much, Gwen, for 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 calling in and having a good sense of humor and uh, and talking about something really really serious, but in a reasonable way. Thank you. Um, all right, so let's talk about a couple of things. I want to start with just a couple of highlights that I wrote down uh, on 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 what you believe and what you were trying to get out. Um, uh-huh. you, you started with it's not about politics, and uh-huh. I 100% agree with you. The vaccine is not about politics. Uh, it shouldn't be 
about politics. The virus should not. I mean, the virus will kill Republicans, Democrats and independents. It will do freedom lovers and communists all the same. It is not about politics. And the vaccine was developed by and distributed by um, and fully funded the distribution by private funding. So the government really had nothing to do other than go ahead Stu. yeah i mean i know with the polio vaccine was was that way yes um, yeah here we're talking we obviously were involved we in, were involved uh, we were involved yeah. but the, um, the distribution was privately funded um i think you're talking about the polio vaccine right you're talking for this vaccine obviously we went through we had the big mass distribution sites and all and all of that so the polio vaccine do you know how long it took us to get to 50 what 56 percent of the population polio are you asking me that? Yes. I'm sorry. How much? How long did it take for polio? I mean, the polio kids, vaccine. Kids were being crippled by polio. How long mm-hmm. did it take for us once we had a vaccine to get to 56 percent vaccinated? I I do not know. Okay, took six years, and I can't imagine. Uh, I just can't imagine that. You know, I mean, kids uh-huh. were being crippled, but it took yeah. six years, but we wiped polio out. The reason why it took six years is because people are naturally skeptical and the United States government does not have the right to impose its will um, in on these kinds of things to be able to tell you what you're doing with a new vaccine like this. This is a new vaccine, and you brought up the immune compromised. And mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons why, like Stu, he got uh, vaccinated. I haven't because I had a very bad case of COVID just about six months or eight months ago. Uh, and I have the antibodies, and I'm watching closely when those people. Pardon me? Your antibodies are not going to last. How do you know that? Can you base that on science at all? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, we're personally affected by it. So um, our doctors know, we know that we don't know uh, how. Um, yeah, we don't know yet because there hasn't been enough time. Have have you talked to any because i've i've talked to johns hopkins the head of epidemiology at johns hopkins Mm -hmm. and uh it is a better uh guardian against covid than the actual vaccine you're right we don't know how long it's going to be effective but do you know how long it was effective how long were the antibodies in the bloodstream or effective uh, in those people who had the flu of the pandemic of 1918, do you know? No. They found they found the antibodies uh, dormant in their bodies uh, before they died. So, and I mean, uh, decades <laughs> later, decades later. Um, we don't know. We don't know yet how long. And all we have to do is monitor and watch. And when you start to see people who no, you have, you have to get your blood tested. You can get your blood tested. No, you, you, you for, for I, we, we do this. We yeah, are. We go through this. You have to get 
your blood tested in order to know if you have the antibodies or not. And technically, they're saying maybe three to six months. They don't know that. You're protected. They don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah, and then that's, of course, there's immunity is a complicated thing, but there's you know several studies that are showing that natural immunity lasts longer. Um, that does not mean the that Israeli you should study. go get the you should go get the virus so you can get natural no. immunity. You'd prefer to get it obviously yeah. through a Correct. vaccine. It's a better way to acquire it. However, if you do acquire it, particularly if you have a case that is aggressive, you're more likely to have longer lasting immunity. At least that's what the recent studies show however look that is a developing situation and they don't have all the answers they don't have the answers um and uh, and so this isn't this vaccine was based on vaccines that came previous to this one it's not i know it's new but it's not that new that's why they were Mm. able to get this out as as soon as they were able to and as far as dormancy every one of us has cancer cells in our body it's just a matter of which ones become activated and which ones don't. Correct. But we're not affecting other people. <laughs> this virus. So okay. So so let's go to here because I was going to talk to you about the immune compromised. Um, I I understand that and uh, I I agree with you and that's why we we do take if somebody is immune compromised, they are on high alert all the time we have an employee here that is immune compromised we have taken steps to make sure that they can work from home and they can do things that they want to do and need to do and we take it very very seriously but if you are immune compromised you have to live with that risk you can't be protected from everything otherwise we would all be in a bubble but the rest of us can do the things that we can do instead of all of us having to have our our medical health decisions made for us by one individual, that individual needs to take responsibility, alert us, and we can help that individual. Never before have we protected uh, the group that is most likely to get it by forcing 90% of the uh, rest of the population to do things they didn't necessarily want. By the way, we are up at 80% of people have been vaccinated already 80 percent of adults yes yes so we're looking at uh very high vaccine uh vaccination uh rates you said that we didn't do what we should have done which what it would have wiped this off well can you give me any stats can you name the country that masked up and stopped this because masks don't work unless it's a nine n95 mask well, nothing is is ever a hundred percent, but right do work. It, if no. they're not ninety five, they have to be at least like three to five layers. <laughs> right. And so, not, so that's not what's okay. that's not what people are wearing. You know that. Um, I mean, the masks that even the president wears is a joke. It doesn't. It's not effective. If you are truly worried about it and you want to prevent some other somebody else or you want to get it, 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 you have to wear an N95 mask. And that's not what people are wearing and that's not what be, is being recommended. And if it really was about the truth, that would be out there. If it really was about saving people and protecting people with masks, 
we all would be wearing N95 masks and the CDC would be very, very clear. Those little surgical masks don't work. The little gator things don't work. The fabric masks that you're wearing do not work. The virus is smaller than the holes in the fabric. It doesn't work. And there hasn't been a single country. I mean, I don't want to be New Zealand or Australia, but they gave up on that. That doesn't work. This is going to be something like the the flu of 1918 that is going to be with us every season. And I agree again with the flu season and flu shots. I get a flu shot. I'm fine with that. But I'm not forced to take it. The vaccine is not political, but the government mandating that people do something that they don't want to do, that is political. And you talk about the the immune um, deficient or compromised. Um, Let me tell you a story of somebody I had a conversation with yesterday. She's pregnant. She was told by the hospital, have you had your vaccine? And she said, no, I'm not against it, but I am pregnant. And do we know for sure this is not going to affect the baby? They Uh said, most likely not, but we don't know because it hasn't been tested, hasn't been tried enough. She said, well, I don't want to risk anything with my baby. Now, are you comfortable enough to say that a pregnant woman who's trying to protect their baby and do the best thing and doesn't disagree with the uh, the vaccine, are you saying you have the right or Biden or Trump or anyone else has the right to tell that person what to do with their body? Already <laughs> like that one. I can't work. There, there's a lot of people still leave that aren't uh, educated enough, knowledgeable enough. I, I do come from a family of doctors. So, and my nephew just had a baby and yes, they mom and baby uh, mom did get vaccinated. Okay. So uh, you're okay because pregnant. you have a family of doctors and somebody in your family had a baby. So you're comfortable mandating for every woman who is pregnant I don't care if you don't have a family of doctors, your personal experience, your personal fears without enough time for research to be done the right way. You feel comfortable to say to that person, I know better than you. No, that that issue. No, that is a different. Like I said, that. That's a can of worms right there. Okay, so so wait, so what? So if there are no exceptions here, what what do we do? I mean, okay, that's one person. That's just one person. There are many cans of worms. We're at eighty percent vaccination rate. We probably would have been in the nineties now if the government hadn't gone so spooky. If they didn't Uh, take Johnson and Johnson off the market, we'd probably be there already. Yeah. Uh, and you know, then you're at to 10%, then you've got 
There's nothing that the human race does at 100 (laughs) percent. Nothing. Full compliance does not exist. No, except for voting for Stalin. That happens 100 (laughs) percent. There's nothing else. So we're at 90 percent vaccination or would be at 90 percent vaccination if the government wouldn't have been so weird about it. And they wouldn't have taken Johnson and Johnson. Everything was fine until they they had shut down transportation when this all first started. They did. And. Well, and people and there have been uh, simulations of masks, by the way, with ultraviolet lights um, uh, on CNN, a favorite station of yours, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> where they had people uh, around the table and they they shot, you know, people with masks on and without masks on and the distribution, of your, as you're saying, of the particles. And it was significant. The, the stu- yeah, the study, this, there are studies in labs that do show pretty, some some effective uh, measures of masks. Yeah. It has not really proved out, I don't think, to be successful in real-world uh, application uh, in any major way. It may, maybe it, it decreases it by a few, you know, 10, 20 percent, which maybe. is not nothing. Um, but still, I, I, I mean, it, N95 would be a real recommendation, I think, yeah. if you wanted and to. And I'm not against yourself. masks. Yeah. An N95 is what you should be wearing. That way you don't have to depend on others to wear stuff. Right. They're K95. They're very affordable. KN95, yeah, it's fine, too. Yeah. Or fog mask. I'm putting a plug in. (laughs) So, um, Gwen, Gwen, I have a network break I have to take. It's been great talking to you. Uh, Randy, it's been a little suspicious uh, with you (laughs) over the shoulder, but... I really appreciate it. I, I don't think we convinced each other at all, but I'm glad we had this conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, if I make a real quick, real point, quick, I'm, quick, quick, quick. As a as a as a central leftist talking on a conservative radio, I'm finding this discussion actually quite reasonable. Wow, um, we did it. That's good. That's good. I mean, I look, like, that's one of the big problems is that the left talk to the left and the right talk to the right and they don't talk to each other. Well, anymore. we and would love to talk to you. Uh, you're the only phone call, really, I think, that I've taken this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't take phone calls very much. Um, so, you know, we take it. We'd talk to anybody and we try to be reasonable. The media and the politicians on both sides screw that up for us. Thank mm. you so much. All right, uh, Thanksgiving and the holiday season are only a few weeks away. There's still time to look your very best, not to mention years younger, with GenuCell. This Thanksgiving season, save up to 60% on GenuCell's most popular packages at GenuCell.com. We're talking about the best in skincare. Treat yourself to customer favorites, uh, which target things like forehead wrinkles, dark spots, droopy eyelids, saggy jawline, whatever you got going on. Uh, watch them disappear right before your eyes. Plus, with GenuCell's immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. It's an amazing turnaround time, and it's guaranteed. It, don't worry about getting your amazing GenuCell products on time. Every product is manufactured right here in the USA. From now till Thanksgiving, you can select your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Gift yourself a world-class spa experience with a luxurious Chamonix microdermabrasion treatment and a botanical-infused cleanser and toner. Just go to GenuCell.com, enter the promo code BEC35 at checkout for an additional $35 off. Right now, 60% off GenuCell's most popular products. Go to GenuCell.com and enter the code BEC35. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Code is BEC35. The Glenn Beck Program. I really liked Randy and Gwen. I liked them a lot. 
And I think that's the more conversations need to happen that way. You can call people names and get mad at each other, or you can just have a reasonable conversation. And we disagree. But I think Randy and Gwen will tell people they know. I had a reasonable conversation, and that is the beginning of change.